Good morning, everyone, or afternoon or evening, whatever it is for you when you listen to this. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warriors who've been through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I am super excited about this episode because today we have a man on the podcast, which as those of you who listen often know, is a little bit rare. Today we are talking to Paul Fortune, who has got an amazing story for you all. Thank you so much for joining me today, Paul. Thanks, Nikki. I, I really appreciate it. And I love the title of, of the podcast. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And your epic comeback, I cannot wait for people to hear about. So let's get right into it, Paul. I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself. Let us know. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, how do you stay busy during the day? What are you up to? Okay, well, uh, I'm a mindset coach and I help uh, clients improve their mindset so that they're more productive at work, they're more present for their friends and family, and more importantly, they feel better on the inside. And um, I've been doing that for a good three years uh, and I've done it full time for over a year now. Uh, I, I took the leap of faith. I was in the mortgage industry for many, many years and I, I was very successful at it, uh, but uh, it wasn't my calling anymore, and I wanted to get into coaching. I uh, that was about six years ago. Uh, I went to a seminar, a sales seminar, and a motivational speaker came up, and he blew me away. And um, I, after the meeting, uh, I went up to him and I said, "This was awesome." And I picked his brain. He was very gracious, and that basically started my journey on wanting to really become a coach. I, you know, start getting into uh, uh, classes in career coaching and life coaching, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And um, and I'm looking forward to continuing my journey. I'm uh, from the Southern California area, uh, born and raised. Uh, I love the weather all year round. Which Nikki, I know that you'll never move again because you now know what good weather is all year round. So uh, yeah, so that's that's me in a nutshell. That's so awesome, Paul. <laughs> and yes, the weather has trapped me. Like. I look, I look up from my computer and I'm seeing this beautiful orange flowered tree and hummingbirds are flying on it. I mean, what can you your do? Plans never, your plans never get upset because of the weather. I'm sure living in Boston, I'm sure there was times where you had plans and the snow hit and that just ruined the plans. That doesn't happen in Southern California. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Around here, schools just don't close. They, you know, they, yeah. Unless, unless... COVID. We're in the middle of COVID quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> That's another issue yeah. altogether. Yeah. Paul, uh, I love that you're a mindset coach. Mindset, the phrase is that mindset is everything, but really, I mean, you're, you're cutting to the heart of the matter. Changing your mindset means you can do absolutely anything you want to do, period. Absolutely. And that's been my mantra uh, for, for a long, long time. Um, part of my epic comeback, so to speak. That's right. Well, that's such a good segue. You're like handing it right to me. <laughs> Let's get to your epic comeback. So, so Paul, we've, we've really had some stories on this show, and um, I am thrilled that you've agreed to be on the show to share yours. Would you please summarize what you went through? I know it's a lot. It can be hard to summarize. And, uh, and what was the worst part? Okay, well, let me, let me give you the, little, uh, the synopsis of my story uh, so that your uh, viewers and listeners can understand where I'm coming from. So uh, when I was born, I was diagnosed with something called cerebral palsy. 
And basically at birth, I didn't get enough oxygen to the brain. So it affects one side of the body. It could affect motor skills and it could be so severe that it could cause paralyzation. And apparently uh, it, uh, to the doctor who diagnosed me thought it was so severe that I wasn't gonna be able to walk and told my mom that I need to get used to being in a wheelchair because I, that was not gonna happen for me. Um, well, thank goodness my mom was my voice at the time because obviously I'm an infant. I ha don't have a voice at the time. And she did not take that uh, lying down. Uh, she got second, third, fourth, fifth opinion, finally found somebody that uh, felt like they could help me. And that's basically kind of how my comeback, so to speak, started. Uh, I was intense physical therapy for 10 years of my life. Uh, I, my first feat was I was able to walk probably around three. Um, obviously, that's probably later than most kids, but I was able to walk. That was huge. Uh, I remember being put, put in, in um, soccer when I was about five or six years old and um, felt so defeated because I could only run 25, 50 yards where the other kids are running laps all around the, on, uh, on the soccer field and having my dad tell the coach, hey, my boy can only do this amount of running and, uh, you know, really standing out from the other kids and just being so sad and wanting to just be one of the, one of the other kids but wasn't just because of my limitations. Uh, I got my second break when I was seven years old. I got an operation on my foot to give me a little bit more mobility and a little bit more spring in my right foot for when I was walking and running. And I didn't test it out yet, but I changed schools. And I remember my first day of physical education, PE, you know, you do your stretching and then they say, okay, Paul, or okay, group, take a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, here we go again. Everybody's going to see that I'm going to stand out, that I can't run. Everybody's going to start teasing me again. But something different happened this time. Um, when I was running, I was able to keep up, and I went further than the 20 and 50 yards that I normally had to stop at. And I was thinking to myself, come on, Paul. Keep going, buddy. You got this. You got this. And I finished the lap with everybody else. And on the outside, I kept it cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. It was like I was running a marathon, and I completed a marathon. And um, things did get easier, but I wouldn't say they were easy. Um, I still walk with a little bit of a limp. I still held my right arm uh, slightly different than the other, uh, other kids. And then I switched schools again in junior high. And junior high is tough. It, to be in a new kid in junior high, just being you know, with no disability is hard. Yeah. So adding me being an, uh, a new kid plus having a disability, it was just uh, just wrecked me. I mean, it, it was to the point where every day after school, I would come home and cry and say to myself, why me? Why, why do I have to go through this? Why, well, all these other kids don't have to deal with this, but I do on a daily basis and having to deal with this teasing all the time and bullying. And then I remember around my, in the middle of eighth grade, uh, I kind of got just sick of, of just crying and just, you know, I, I didn't want to cry anymore. I was just sick of it. So I thought to myself, well, what can I do? What can I, what can I change? What, 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 you know, what should I do? And um, I loved baseball as a, uh, as a young uh, boy, uh, was raised to love it. And so I made a goal for myself. I wanted to make my varsity high school baseball team. So I started, uh, I, I played winter ball, summer ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And I do this every single day. And uh, something miraculous happened when I started really with this journey. 
instead of these kids teasing me and bullying me, they saw this transformation in my mindset. They started rooting for me. And I'm, I'm proud to say that um, I was able to make my uh, varsity baseball team as a junior and played, played as a senior. And I've used this mindset going forward through college at Cal State Fullerton and in my mortgage career. And now here we are as, um, uh, as a mindset coach talking to you on the Epic Comeback. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love what you did. Love the story. Love the part about your mom. Love the part about your mom. I'm a mom. Yeah. And when you were talking about being an infant and receiving that diagnosis from one, two, three doctors and your mom just not taking it and getting more opinions, there are a lot of people who wouldn't do that. And so at first I was thinking, oh my gosh, what, what must it have been like as a mom having a baby and receiving that diagnosis and having that image of your child, you know, growing up in a wheelchair. I mean, so that was the first thing that I related to, but later on when you were talking about what happened in the eighth grade and you just, you had, so in, in my epic comeback framework that I, that I, that I, it's like the basis of, of my philosophy and of my coach, my own coaching programs. Um, it's a, it's a 10 step process. And the first step, of an epic comeback is a turning point. And so what I'm hearing about what happened in the eighth grade when you said no more, there was just this turning point when you said no more, I'm not gonna cry anymore, I'm not gonna be in this, I'm not gonna be in this space. And you changed your mindset and you set a goal, like that's huge. I mean, that's what we coaches do, right? We're, that's what we're doing. We're helping people set goals and we're helping people get motivated to reaching them. That's absolutely incredible. And, and a turning point, I mean, that's, that comes about as often, it comes about as grace. You know, like what, what, what causes a turning point? I don't know. Like my own personal turning point was I looked in the mirror and I saw myself and really looked and I was like, this isn't funny anymore, Bruno. <laughs> like, and it was, it was that moment where you make a decision that something's going to change. So that's really, that's incredible. And, and that, that it brought you from eighth grade, you know, how old are you in the eighth grade? You're like, what? 13, 13 or so. Yeah. 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 And it's brought you to where you are today, which is my own segue. What I'd love to, what I'd love to hear about is, is, um, you know, you've been speaking so much in the past tense and there's so much that you've overcome. What's the best thing about being where you are right now in contrast to, being in that place of, um, of pain and tears and where, where you were before? Well, for the longest time, I was ashamed of that story uh, because growing up, all I wanted to do was be, be a part of the other kids and not stand out. So I've always had that mindset, that, you know, during, during, that, during that time where I made that switch in my mindset that I'm not weak. I'm just like every other kid. And I, I wanted to bury that story because I wanted just to be focusing on being like the other kids, making the baseball team, you know, being successful in, in school, in, in the mortgage industry. And it wasn't until I started uh, really pursuing the, uh, the coaching side of things. That, that I really uh, looked internally to myself going, you know what? Your story is going to resonate with a lot of people, and it's powerful. 
And uh, if you're going to be true to yourself as a, as a life coach, mindset coach, whatever you want to call me, um, you have to be vulnerable with your, your clients because well, how do you expect them to be vulnerable to you if you won't open up to them? And um, now, now, you know, now I, you know, they can see where, where I went through and they can understand my struggles and they can see how I can help them because of it. So it was a transformation in, in my story that really took me up, um, you know, to where I needed to be. So it sounds to me like part of your, part of your epic comeback and part of the beauty of where you are now is that you have turned something that previously brought, you said, shame and vulnerability into a source of strength and a source of, I mean, frankly, income, right? I mean, yeah. you, you're a coach for a living. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a source of inspiration, absolutely, inspiration for your clients and inspiration for folks who are, you know, folks who are listening to the podcast you're on and, and you're turning your, yeah, another phrase that I've heard a lot in, in the coaching industry is turning your mess into your message. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, vulnerability, I see as a strength, not a weakness now. I, I, I learned that through, through this, this six-year uh, uh, path I've been on. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, Paul, if there are some other just incredible warriors, incredible people who have inspired you along the way, people who, for you, have, have their own epic comeback stories and, and have served as either support or inspiration for you. Well, obviously, number one, um, we talked about it a little bit. I, I have to give my mom props. You know, uh, she's been a, been a hero to me. I mean, she she I owe a lot to her. I mean, I wouldn't be walking right now if if it wasn't for her. So I mean, it's yeah. it's huge. And uh, uh, Nikki, you can resonate with this. Uh, she, uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was uh, eleven years old, and my mom had to step it up. I mean, she had a, she was a child development specialist, but just that wasn't enough to pay the bills. So she worked as a waitress and worked in a sporting goods store. She worked three jobs just to, you know, make sure that, you know, that I was taken care of uh, because, you know, the cost of living in Southern California is, is pretty, is pretty high as you now know, Nikki, right? Well, Boston's probably high too, but yeah. 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 It's yeah. just a little, little difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, and, 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 you know, she would not sleep. I mean, she, I mean, I mean, she, I'm obviously I'm sure she slept, but you know, very, very little, uh, and never, ever, ever complained. Uh, you know, I, she got me into, you know, I went to Catholic schools. I mean, so she was paying tuition on her own as a single mom, just because she wanted the best education for me. Um, and like I said, not complaining, just, just going out and doing it because she knew she, knew she had to do it. Uh, you know, to give me the best uh, future possible. So I would say that, that definitely my mom is probably the number one uh, influencer. And then, and then when I, you know, was making the transition uh, into, you know, this mindset coaching, you know, I, I, I talked to her about it and, and she's like, you got to do it. You got to do it. I can see the passion. I can see it in your eyes that this is something you, you, you want to do. And whether, whether it works out or not for you, it's not about that. It's about the journey of, of, of going for it. You know, you may get in this journey and you might decide something else just because of, you know, the different experiences that you're, you're going through. So 
uh, she's been, you know, instrumental in, in, in my transition to coaching as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. What an amazing woman. Yeah. So this really brings us to the essence of the podcast, Paul, which is what, what is a piece of advice or maybe two that you would give to people who are going through, going through the thick of it right now, who are in crisis right now, going through something traumatic. It could be illness, it could be loss, it could be divorce. Um, feel free to speak directly to people who have a disability. What would you say to them about what to hold on to or how to approach getting to that other side? Well, the first thing that, that I would do is, is, you know, is simple but hard. And that's this. Um, when you wake up every morning, um, before you grab your phone to look at your emails or the social media or, or, or whatever you normally do or turn on the television or, or the radio, spend five to ten minutes each day and think about the things that are going right in your life, things that you're grateful for. It could be uh, a great spouse, it could be great children, it could be a great job, it could be, you know, that I'm a great cook, whatever that, that uh, things that, that are good in your life. And you focus in on that every single day. And what that will do is that will train your mind to look out for the positive things in your day. I mean, obviously, things are going to happen that's going to wreck you. And, you know, and that, that's just life. But if you do that every single day, you're going to point out the positive and not the negative. Because if you wake up every morning with a negative mindset and something negative happens, the first thing you're going to say to yourself is, see, I have this bad luck. This always happens to me because you're, you have this bad luck because you're looking out for this bad, bad stuff, this negative stuff. That's the same way when you're looking at things through a positive lens. You, you start picking out things that are positive that are going on in your day-to-day -day life. And, you're, and by just doing that alone, you're going to have way more positive days than negative days just by doing this one little exercise. So that's one thing that is huge that I preach as a mindset coach is that, starting your day off right. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is huge. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Um, and what I love about that advice is that it's so actionable, right? It's not, uh, you're not telling people like change your mindset, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's something that, that, that we can do every single day and be consistent with, and it leads to a change in mindset. And it's, it's five to 10 minutes out of your day. Could be even less if you have, you know, let's say you have a super, super busy day and you find yeah. that one thing, that one thing that you're grateful for, that one thing that you can feel positive about. And um, I love also that you introduced it as, as simple, but can be hard because when you are in the thick of crisis and you are in survival mode, it can be hard even to think about doing that but it's a but in my experience it's a muscle that you can that you can build it's that little muscle that you can build and it takes like it takes some courage and it takes some faith to even start doing it and then it starts to it can start to build oh yeah absolutely um and that's that's the thing that um you know when we talk with some of my uh my clients who have a disability I, 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 I tell them to focus in on what 
they can do and not what they can't do. Because, you know, if, you, if, if, if you're in a wheelchair and all you're doing is dwelling about how you can't walk, it's going to, you know, you're not going to have good days at all. I mean, yeah, it's going to creep in your head. We're all human beings. We're going to be sad. We're going to be angry. But how long do you want to be sad or angry? At some point in time, you know, uh, I, I tell people, you know, you have the awareness that, hey, I'm angry and I'm sad. At, at what point am I sick of being that way? And, and I want to change my mood. And, and that's why I, I talk about, you know, focusing on things that you can do. And, you know, you know, if this person's in a wheelchair, but maybe they, maybe they, you know, they're, they're, they're very good with their hands. They, 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 they love art or, or whatever their passions are, but focus in on what they're passionate about. And, and if you don't know what you're passionate about, try different things, keep trying different things each day and you'll find your passion and but don't you got to be patient I, I i tell people this all the time we're in a society where we want things like that we want things yesterday, yesterday. and and unfortunately that doesn't always work out that way and people uh find their passions later in life 50 60 70 and and to top it off your passions change you you you're, you from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s you're different people and you have different likes and dislikes. So yeah. that changes your passions as well. So I always tell people patience, patience and breathe. That's awesome advice. Awesome advice. Um, so Paul, this, this is a question out of nowhere. Since we are all about being epic on this podcast, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Any superpower? That's a good question. And it has to be one that you don't already have. It has to be one that I don't already have. You know, I would, I would like to be able to read people's minds. That would be awesome. If I could read people's minds, that would help me so much more as a coach. That'd be great. I could get right to the root of the problem right, right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. That would be so freaky for the client, right? Yeah. That yeah. So freaky. <laughs> it can be freaky as a client to work yeah. with a coach anyway. Like my coach every now and then says something and I'm just like, that's what I say. Like, how did you, you just like, you just reached into my mind and like plucked something. That was in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Definitely freaky. Could also be freaky for you. You know how? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm like, oh man, this is a this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could crack this nut. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much for being my guest today. Tell me, please, uh, where can we find you? How do we follow you and find out more about what you? Do? Uh, a couple, a couple different ways. Uh, first, my my website, uh, calltoaction.coach. You can find me on Facebook at a call to action. Um, and uh, uh, LinkedIn, Paul Fortune, but uh, spelled the Italian way, uh, F-O-R-C-H-I-O-N-E. And uh, if you like podcasts, I also do a podcast, Actions and Limits, and uh, stay tuned because Nikki Bruno is going to be on in a couple weeks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, cool. Paul, again, thank you. And this is Nikki Bruno with Paul Fortune on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback after a life-shattering experience or during it, please visit theepiccomeback.com.